Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And welcome to the Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's radio.com podcast network, iTunes, and Spotify. You can follow me at Jake Brown Radio. Follow the show at Jake Brown Show. Hit us on Facebook. We're on Facebook Live right now. With comedian, podcast host, uh, you remember him from Opie and Anthony days. Uh, he's on Sirius XM, Jim Norton and Sam Roberts show. Jim Norton is in the building. What's Hi, up, Jake? man? How I'm good. How are you? Good. And uh, you can catch him Saturday, and I will likely be there at the uh, the Town Hall, which is in Times Square. Town Hall, yeah. I think it's 47th Street or 43rd Street. And I did it, uh, right? I haven't done it since 2002. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a legendary building, so it's, they they offered it to me. I was really happy to do it. Yeah, and uh, you also be at the Wellmont if you're in a Jersey person. If you're not in New York, go to the Wellmont. I believe on December second. So yeah. catch, catch him. And this is the kneeling the kneeling room only stand up tour. Yeah, I I needed a good name for a tour. I, I just came up with something. It's uh, just a, it's a different hour than was on Netflix. So you're not seeing the same material. And that is annoying when you do see the same material over and over again. Yeah, sometimes. who wants to see that? But bands get lucky because they, you know, stupid Axel could do Guns and uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle for the rest of his life. And meanwhile, if I repeat a joke from 2014, they're like, "You hack, <laughs> write more hack." So, uh, <laughs> do you do you do you write it all, or is it just like come come on your head? I, I don't actually physically put it on paper usually because mm -hmm. I'm on stage every night, so I'll go on stage and just work it out. Like if I, you know, like the whole Weinstein thing or the whole Kevin Spacey thing, you just go on and start talking about it and. You kind of see where you can go with it, and mm -hmm. you know, then you eventually have it worked out and take it on the road. How often do you do new jokes? Is it like a once a year thing? Or is oh it no, all the time. Mm -hmm. I get bored very fast. So as soon as Mouthful of Shame was shot, I dropped the entire act and just went back into the comedy cell and started working. Worked for a few months, then came back out on the road. Tell us about this tour. What are what should people expect to see? Is it is it the usual? Hilarity of Jim Norton and sex and dating life. And yeah, everything. I'm always honest about where I'm at in my personal life. People ask me like, "What are you talking about?" And it's the same thing I talked about last year, but my life is a little different. Mm -hmm. So it's the dating uh, situation. Of course, I'm talking a little bit about Trump. Of course, I'm talking about Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, just everything that's kind of been happening. Um, some childhood memories. Um, you know, talking about creeping women out a lot because this whole thing about Me Too and it's like it makes you think as a man like how many times have I creeped a woman out? And I know I have, but most guys don't understand that you you've all creeped women out. So it's fun to talk to women in the audience and ask them like when have guys been creepy? And every woman has a story. Oh yeah, and I think we're all guilty of it, especially around dating apps. Just, these girls get thousands and thousands of messages that you really have to stand out. Um, to make an, an impression. Yeah, the only reason I've ever gotten anybody is because I'm a comedian. So if they recognize me, I have a shot. If they don't recognize me, I'm finished. And then people are like, how do you what, how do you know she's not using you? I'm like, I'm praying she's using me. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> shot I have is that she might be using me for either you know money or because she likes my act or whatever it is. Well, do you have to play that card a lot? You'd be like, hey, I'm comedian Jim Norton. No, I would never say that because if you have to say it, they're not going to care. They, mm -hmm. If they don't know what you're doing, it doesn't matter. But when do you get to that point? When are you like, hey, like, is it when, hey, what do you do? I'm a comedian. Oh. Sure, I'll, be, I'll always be honest. Or they'll say, I recognize you. Or if I have to go to work, a lot of times I'll, I'll be like, I'm leaving, I have to work tomorrow, or I'm getting up, or well, what do you do? And then I'll tell them. But I don't ever hint around at it or go, hey, you know, oh boy, I like to laugh, huh? And pause. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of cheesy. And I can't say, hi, I'm a comedian, 
if they don't know that, then again, they're not going. It's not going to mean anything to them anyway. And um, you talk your comedy show, your specials on Netflix. You guys can catch it yeah. now available. I watch it Sunday night. Very good. And Thank one, you. One of the jokes uh, I talked about was when a girl looked you up, and then she saw, I guess, your videos and what True you story. talked about. And it, the joke was that it didn't work out. That you responded with. Uh, a word that my parents would, I mean, you say the C word. Yes, we'll say, I do. Uh, we can curse on here, but the C word is is an aggressive yeah. choice. Uh, but you said you said that. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us the actual story of what went down? That? The actual story was, the whole thing is true except for the C word response. She's like, I Googled you. And I forget what word she used. Whatever I said in the story about I Googled you uh, is true. And we never wound up hooking up. But in the, in, in the special, I, I closed with a joke where I drop a C-bomb on her and it gets a big laugh. And then um, she saw the special and she sent me an email and she goes, ah, that was really funny because she knew in real life I didn't actually call her that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I think I wrote something nice to her after. I'm like, hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm different than that. I'm not going to be creepy to you on a date. But she just never responded. So then she sees my special. She realizes I'm talking about her. And she goes, hey, remember me? I Googled you. And then we started talking and, uh, and she, I'm like, yeah, we never went out. And she goes, well, let's go out. Or, or, or I asked her or whatever. So we went out for dinner a couple of times and uh, we didn't wind up hooking up. We just hung out. But uh, she was really sweet, and I'm glad I met her. It was fun to actually meet her and like, yeah, she was a real person. And I think people don't understand. You think you have to go on dates, and there always to be something romantic about it. I've made friends off of dating apps or connects. Like I've met like publicists off dating apps who've helped get guests on my show. Yeah. Uh, so it ends up you never know what, who you're going to meet on there. And I think people are always like, oh, I have to find a boyfriend. I have to find a girlfriend <laughs> off of this. But really, it's just connections, life connections. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Most of the dates I've gone on are not. A lot of times they don't wind up being romantic. Sometimes they do. Sometimes you kiss or very rarely do you have sex, uh, you know. On the first day. Yeah. yeah, you just don't. And I'm 49 years old. I'm not above having sex. I mean, I like it, but I'm at a point now where I don't, I've done so many things in that area that I've kind of mellowed a little as time goes on. And like, I just, I like going out. Like I hang out with my opener, Kelsey. She has a boyfriend. He's a comedian. She and I have zero romantic involvement but like I'll, I'll go to events with her and like she's just a, a good friend I, you know it, you start to develop better friendships with women when you get older and it's not a friend zone thing it's like we're friends and we mm-hmm. work together and that's great and uh, when you have that it's, it's kind of I think it would make me a better boyfriend when I find somebody because uh, you know I mean I'm dating someone now I don't know if I'll actually be a long-term thing or not but the more involvement you have with women as friends the better boyfriend you are when you meet someone and you also never know who's friends with these girls that you meet they could have hot friends there's times you meet girls and uh, many times where you've liked the friends more than you like the actual girl well Kelsey tried you know she's, she tries to set me up with her friends once in a while because mm-hmm. um, we're on the road she has to just hear me bitch and uh, so she hooked <laughs> me up with one of her friends we talked a little bit and the girl lost interest immediately really yeah I think it was probably the first time I, I wrote uh, yeah I only have one photo in spandex it's quite revealing lol and she was like alright <laughs> <laughs> I can talk to this creep. <laughs> what what apps? So I know you've used Tinder. What else? What else do you use? I've done Tinder. I've, I've okay, done, Cupid. No, I think I looked at that online. I didn't do the app. There was one that wanted only a 15 year. Oh, plenty of fish sucked because they wanted a 15 year age differential. And I'm 49, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I I don't like them because like, don't tell me I have to date somebody who's 34 years. You might years. want a 25 year old. No. Yeah, or I'm, I'm immature. I'm 49, but it's like I've dated women in their early 20s. Yeah. And people are like, that's sh- creepy. Shut up. It's not. I mean, how many times? I've dated women in their 30s. They want a baby right away. They want to know where the relationship's going right away. You know what? I'm going to waste your time. Mm-hmm. If you're 35 and you want to know where it's going, I'm going to waste your time yeah. because I probably don't want kids. Mm-hmm. And if you're in your 40s, 
Look, I'm sorry. I don't want to feel like I'm 49. I've, my friend is coming over this week to help me figure out where to hang my three Shepherd Ferry Black Sabbath posters. I don't want to date a mature woman. <laughs> so I, I date. Yeah, I think done, age is overrated, and I mean, in dating life. I don't know. I don't understand why it's a big issue. I mean, look at look at like Hugh Hefner. Exactly. Look at these people like exactly. 80 year olds dating 30 year olds. Howard Hughes. Other yeah. crazy people. Rest in peace, Hugh Hefner. How, yeah, rest in peace. I, I uh, so yeah, I, I've done. I've done. Uh, I've done Tinder, I've done Happen, I've done Bumble, I did TS Dating, I did that, <laughs> I did uh, 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 Raya, R-A-Y-A, which is people in the industry, quote unquote, you know, hmm. they're all the same, yeah. honestly all the Plenty same. Plenty of Fish is very ratchet, I so hate if, it. if you want to meet Catfish and Ratchets and people are trying to direct you like they're sex sites, that's where you go, Plenty of Fish. That's why, yeah, I did, uh, some of them I don't like for that reason, because I, you know, I, I was in that sex world for a while, a, a long time. And I, I just don't want to do that anymore. Like, I'm literally, I'm, and it's not for any reasons. It's like, I've heard too many bad things about it and the situations girls are in. I'm like, Ugh, I just can't, I just can't do it. And I just want a relationship now and normal. You know, my, my co-host Sam, he laughs at my, he goes, your midlife crisis is just the opposite of everybody else. Because guys hit 50 and they want to buy a race car and they want to just go out and, and parachute. And I'm like, no, no, I just want a nice girl to be faithful to and go to a movie. Like, I want a normal situation now because I've been such a creep for so long. I'm like, yeah, I just want something normal. So you are you looking at like get married if you find the right person? I would, you know, if I found the right person at this point. You know, I don't feel compelled to do it, and I don't feel uh, obligated to do it. But I would do it. You know, it's one of those things where um, you feel like I'm 50 and I'm not married, and people are like, oh, you're going to die alone. But how many of you are in miserable relationships? Mm-hmm. I love these guys that criticize dating younger women. It's like, how, what is your divorce rate? How many guys do I talk to, and you're only staying with the person because you got kids together? You can't stand them. She doesn't blow you anymore. You're not happy anymore. You're not having the kind of say, hey, the old lady won't give it to me. Like, I'm sorry, but that's never been my life. So, yeah, I've traded off certain things, but so have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm cherishing the single life. I'm 26, so I'm, I'm cherishing at least five, probably five more years. Uh, you got to wait till you're stable and in position to even be in a relationship. And you see so many people... I see friends younger than me get married already. I'm like, what are you doing with your life? There's so much time left out there for you to sure. live. And you're in New York. Like, there's just a woman at your fingertips at every corner. Um, while some girls here are different, and it's a little more difficult sure. at times because you got your stuck up your girls, you got your your Long Island girls, and you got your Jersey girls. And it's not as easy as, hey, you, you start swiping on Tinder when you're in the Midwest and. Uh, you'll end up with whatever you want, basically. Well, you know, it depends on where you are I and mean, how many people are on it. I mean, there's always so many people, but I haven't been on the sites in a while, so I just kind of gave up on it. And but I was okay part of you like, like a lot of some of your jokes are from these dates and stuff. And sure. if you if you change and become a married man or you have a faithful, you have a girlfriend, does that change your entire act? No, but and, and my audience, most of my audience is married. A lot of them are married, mm-hmm. so a lot of them don't relate to my lifestyle anyway. So no, but I never care about that. I never care if. I'm going to lose an audience doing that. Like it, it, I, whatever it, my it builds life. for good content. It makes good content. Yeah, I just talk about whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? If I'm in a relationship, I talk about it. If I'm single, I talk about it. If I if I can't get an erection, I talk about it. You know, like, I should, if, when I can't get an erection, I talk about it. You know, whatever is in my life, I discuss. And whatever's in, in the news that interests me, I discuss. So, you know, if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. What are, uh, are there times, if, I'm sure it's happened, obviously, where people have emailed you or come to you after shows and said that they were really offended by a joke? Once in a while, not very often, um, you know, people will send me hate on Twitter or hateful emails, but I don't care about that. I don't care about threats, you know. Do, just, I mean, do threats happen that often? Oh, God, yeah. Really? Not all the time, but they do happen. You're a pussy. You should be killed yourself. Kill yourself. I'll kill you. Oh, shut up. 
Shut up. Do people like have you had girls like get pissed at you for joking about them? They're like they know it's clearly it was about them when you told them. I wouldn't say they really get pissed because I'm pretty careful to separate them from the joke in, in any real way. Mm-hmm. So no, because they know they can't connect be connected to it publicly. Jim Norton of the Jake Brown Show. You catch him at Town Hall this weekend, Saturday. You also catch him on the Unfiltered Podcast with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. UFC Unfiltered, yes. And Michael Bisping went down over the weekend. It's one of the most shocking things I've ever seen in sports. Was that was that Yuani and JJ getting knocked out by Rose Namajunas? And I was happy for Rose uh, in the first round. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw TJ Dillashaw. I mean, you know what? That's that was the least surprising of the three. Even though Cody Garbrandt was undefeated. To see TJ win that fight was, um, I mean, I like Cody, so I kind of wanted to see Cody, but, you know, TJ, it was not that shocking to watch him. I think it was shocking to see Cody go down in the second, but um, when, when you looked at uh, Bisping getting choked out by G, that was shocking, because Bisping hasn't fought, in, I mean, uh, GSP hasn't fought in four years, he went up uh, 15 pounds in weight, he's fighting a guy that's impossible to keep down, and he fights on the ground, it was so such an amazing and Bisping is such a savage that he just wouldn't tap you know he's fight looking for the hands and then his arms drop and he's choked the whole card was tremendous the whole card was absolutely tremendous yeah and Bisping has been on my show before and he's great uh, right he, yeah he talked about he said he's a better trash talker than Conor McGregor was his statement you know it's hard to say they're both really good Conor has a way of doing it in the mainstream that Bisping doesn't. It's not a knock on Bisping. It's just that Connor, for Connor some reason, gets so more. Mainstream, yeah. gets, he gets more pe- more eyes on him because mm-hmm. he's Connor and he's this young, brash Irish guy, and he's representing a country that hasn't mm-hmm. had a champion, I guess. Uh, but Bisping's a great trash talker. Chael Sonnen was a great trash talker, um, you know. And uh, and Connor is certainly amazing at it. But Floyd was always decent, but against Connor, he was not good at all. Where do you see McGregor going from here? I mean, he surprised us all with how competitive he was versus Mayweather. Uh, can he enter that that space? Can he leave UFC? No, into I don't think so. not full time. I mean, Triple G. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you going to do? You going to fight him? I mean, stay in UFC. I, I think that he'll. Um, Dana knows what a big star he is. Connor wants to co-promote, and that was what kept Fedor out of the UFC. Was that these Russian guys always wanted to co-promote with UFC, and they said no, we don't co-promote with Connor. I am wondering if they would, or just give him a huge a piece of something. Connor is going to. You know, Connor said, "I want my piece of the pie." And he may get it because he is that biggest star. And you know what? He has proven his worth. I think he's a bigger draw in Europe than uh, Floyd Mayweather. So he may get what he wants. Now, you're only a, a UFC guy. You're not baseball, basketball, football. Not anymore. No, I used to watch all of it. And then I just stopped. The more athletes I interviewed, the more uh, I like. I, you know, some boxers I still like. But you look at uh, Alvarez, Triple G, that disgusting decision. That woman should really, she should be fired and sued. What a nightmare, nightmare. Um uh, the, the score she gave was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And I can't accuse her of corruption, but I can only say it makes it hard to disbelieve boxing corruption uh, accusations. That's all I'll say. It's just, it was disgusting. It wasn't close. Uh, it was clearly a Triple G win. And for her to, to recognize undefeated record with that was just revolting. What haven't you done in your career yet that you want to, still want to do? Um, I would like to have my own TV show. I do something called the Chip Chipperson Podcast, which is a character I do. I would like to do something more with that. It's really fun. And believe me, fans don't care if Jim Norton is dead, but they would love Chip Chipperson to live on. So I'm really happy that Chip is doing quite well. What is it about that? I don't, is I don't like know. Like your alter ego? Yeah, he's a character, but he kind of embodies the awfulness in all of us. And I think Chip is our greatest fear that we are him. Hmm. That we naked, we are this ass who everybody thinks is a fool 
who just doesn't see that he's a fool. He's a total lack of self-awareness. And I think that's what people like about him. Um, at least, at least and, and he, I think he's funny. I, you know, I see he like he's a different character from me, but I don't, I don't really think that way. Jim Noren in the building. We're going to sign off on Facebook Live. You guys could subscribe to the show and catch the rest of, of it there. Oh, you're going to miss iTunes me. and Spotify. Um, have you felt the the change in comedy and how more sensitive people have become, especially obviously in this Trump era? Do you, do you feel that? And do you feel like yourself having to change things up a little bit? People, are, people, it's not about Trump. People were sensitive when Obama was president. Mm-hmm. It's all social media. So uh, it's people just kind of weighing in because they want to be heard and mm-hmm. so things that wouldn't have mattered a few years ago excuse me now things that you say um, on, on a comedy stage are all of a sudden uh, people are taking it as seriously as they take pol- uh, politicians who make policy it's just everybody's weighing in now and, and there might have been a time where a comedian made a joke and people were like oh that was kind of rude but now they can just tell everyone that was rude and oh my god your feelings were hurt well let's hear why so it's just become this thing where everybody just wants to hear themselves talk do you think the when you joke, I mean, you joke, you're serious about it too, the transgender jokes, do those offend people at all? I've had a couple of people misinterpret them, mm-hmm. but I like trans women. I've said that for years. I mean, you know, any, anybody who's offended by that just isn't listening or isn't paying attention. I did some Caitlyn Jenner joke on Twitter, and it wasn't even a nasty joke because Caitlyn said she was going to run for mayor or something like that, or run for governor. She was going to run for governor, and I just did some joke, and, and they people thought that I was transphobic I mean transphobic like is your Google broken you out of your mind transphobic which is just because she's trans doesn't mean that that, that being trans there's nothing you can joke about mm-hmm. uh, so I, I there was a storm of that but I, I don't care about it. you can accuse me of being transphobic you're just stupid are you you're stupid. are you team all trans are you pre-op trans post-op trans all if I date usually pre-op trans I mean I'm, I'm fine with all trans people I mean mm-hmm. uh, whatever makes you happy makes you happy um, I think that, you know, like any other group, they get lumped in like, you know, I've had tr- trans girls go, all trans women want the operation. And I'm like, no, they don't. I've talked to a lot of them that don't. They, they like having their penis. You know, it depends on the person, I guess. But I, I don't understand that world. It, like, I can't give you scientific answers. I don't know what the real answer is, what it really is. Nobody really knows. You know, someone from Johns Hopkins uh, psychology will tell you something. Medical uh, doctor will tell you something else. You know, I think that they're still trying to figure out what this is. And maybe it has always existed. Um, Maybe now just with surgeries and hormones and things, now people look more like women. I don't know. I just don't know what the answer is. But but it doesn't concern me. Whatever the final judgment is, I'm fine with either way. You like who you like. Has that been your, I mean, your whole adulthood that you've been in trans? Was it a new thing? Before adulthood. Before adulthood, mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, um, I, I discovered it. You know, I mean, I had sex with boys and girls growing up, but I never knew what it meant. And then when I saw trans girls, I was like, oh, wow, I like a uh, trans porn star named Sulka from the 70s, if you remember Sulka. And then, uh, you know, I just, I, then all of a sudden, the more I, as I got older, I didn't kind of, I wasn't really actively seeking it out in my early 20s. Like, I kind of got freaked out when I realized that some of the girls had fake breasts. I was like, whoa, what? Like, I didn't like it at that point. I mean, I would like it in pornography, but not really necessarily on purpose in real life. And then as mm-hmm. I got older, I just started, oh, I kind of, uh, I'm attracted to, uh, to trans women. I want to have interactions with them, and I did. Seth, do you know Sulka? I don't, I don't know Sulka. I'll look her up, though. <laughs> Make sure the safe search is off on, on these uh, CBS computers. Oh, of course. Um, She's a delight. <laughs> She's dead now, I think. Jim Noren in the building again at, at Town Hall Saturday. Get your tickets now. Uh, and... Um, just the doing these comedy specials for you. Are there more to come? Is there? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know, man. I always feel irrelevant. I feel like 
I, I literally feel like I've made zero. And, and, and I'm not saying there's people to feel sorry for you. I'm just my my perception is that like I've said nothing that anybody has heard in 25 years. So like I got to do another one. Like I want to do another one, but I don't see anybody offering me one. Um, so if they want to offer me one, I would love to do it. I mean, it's not ready yet. But I, I would love to shoot another one within a year, sure. Doing a show in Sirius, one of the great interviews that I think uh, it went viral that I saw was Nancy Grace walking yeah. out on you guys. Can you take us through that? Because you guys were making her cry, and it well, was amazing. Well, she sucks. I, I had bashed her for years on Twitter. She blocked me. She's the only celebrity that ever blocked me. I, I thought she was Anita uh, Baker blocked me. That's the only why? one. Why? We had an interview where a former player, Rashawn McLeod, told us that Jordan used to sing Anita Baker to Jerry Stackhouse while he was crossing him over. And Anita Baker, we said, like, I said, like, thanks. You're welcome for the album sales increases or something. And she just blocked us. It was very odd. But continue. Douche. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so she blocked Nancy you. Nancy Grace is in. She had blocked me. Mm-hmm. She's promoting a show. A before the I, interview, she blocked you. Oh, a while before. Okay. Before. I didn't care. I bashed her. I deserved to be blocked. Mm-hmm. I didn't cry about it. And uh, she came in for the interview to promote a book. And we're talking. And uh, I said to her, uh, I could tell she was she knew who I was, and she didn't like that I had badmouthed her. But I, I said, I got to be straight. You know, I have not liked a lot of the things you've done. And uh, she got a little snotty fast. I had to be honest though, because I bad, I wasn't going to attack her in person. I was going to confront her. But I felt like I'm a pussy if I only do it on social media, and then when the woman's right here, I don't do it. And she's expecting like, oh, they're going to plug my book, or it's going to be a she nice combo. She might have known. She might have wanted to come in and give it to me. Mm-hmm. So she got mad at me, and she got mad at Sam, and she walked out. She's such a douche. Like, you're the one who's given these quote-unquote tough interviews on people, and you can't handle it when a couple of people don't like you. She sucks. Because I thought that she capitalized on dead kids with things like Tot Mom. She cartooned the idea of it with a hashtag, and that was self-serving, and she's yeah. never going to admit that. And I know she's a crime victim herself, and I certainly uh, you know, uh, feel bad that that happened to her. I don't, I don't think that she's lying about having empathy, but I think that she is lying about saying that she is not capitalizing on it or using it to her advantage. Uh, to get more viewers and to hashtag it and to get herself involved. Has it been, has that been like the craziest interview that has happened on the show or any of your show? Me and Jesse Ventura had a big argument. He walked off the Opie and Anthony show many years ago, and we had an argument uh, that got very nasty. I had an argument with Chris Jericho that got very uncomfortable. Even though Chris is a really good friend of mine today, that was um, that was one. I've had I've had arguments with Opie on the air that got really uncomfortable. So you know, I've had a lot of crazy things happen on the radio show. Do you watch other comedians? No. None. No, I don't want to. Because Did I, you I'm used not, to? Nah, when you first start. But after a while, it's like, no, nah, I'm more interested in what I want to say. And, and, and like, I don't need to see them doing something that A, sucks, or B, is way better than what I'm going to do. Do you follow though, what's going on? Like a Louis C.K. or Chris um, Rock or Seinfeld or any of these big guys? Really. I know Chris is getting a little bit of crap for something. Uh, joke he just did. And Louis just invited me to his premiere on uh, Thursday. There's a premiere for this film. So, like, yeah, I mean, that I, I, I do. And I keep in touch with him as a friend. But... I don't follow. I didn't know he did a movie until I heard about it a week ago. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. follow what my friends are doing. Are you? I mean, are you friends with a lot of these guys in the industry? Oh yeah, Louis, I've been friends with for twenty years. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, one, he's one of the first guys in New York to be really sweet to me. Uh, Colin Quinn is one of my closest friends. Bobby Kelly, Rich Voss, you know, I, all these comics I'm very close with. Do comedians, you guys, ever cross over? I mean, romantically? Oh yeah, yeah. You you can occasionally. Like if you bang female comedian. You know, I typically don't um, at all. I never slept with any of my openers. Typically, I use a woman as an opener because they're different than me. I've dated one comedian in my life. I, I don't date comedians. I think only one. Famous? Um, Chelsea Peretti. Um, her husband is uh, she's a, she's a comedically a, she's a, a genius comedically. We dated many years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I, I actually never mentioned it publicly because I'm an embarrassment to women who have dated me. Okay. 
but uh, she mentioned it in an interview with Mark Marin. So like we after we had broken up, but you know she was a really awesome person and she's a brilliant comic. Uh, but a comedian, there's just too much of of uh, you're just too close, and, and I just never did it. I mean before that or after it. I mean we stopped dating in like 2006 or something, 2007. Um, do you think it's like frowned upon? No, no one cares. No. People could care less. We, I just don't do it because I also think that comedians know that so much of what I say is not a joke, and they're all embarrassed by it. Mm-hmm. Like, what women want to be associated with Jim Norton? Not many. <laughs> I don't blame true? them. Not comedians. No, why would they? <laughs> do you feel that like, like have you had situations where you're dating a girl and they didn't realize some of your material, and then as you're dating, they they look into it and they they become disinterested? Does that happen ever? I wouldn't say with girlfriends, um, but maybe with Tinder girls like that one. Yeah, one or, or, or you never know. Like it's after you guys have been hanging out, and then they're like, "Let me look at more into this guy, Jim Norton." Well, you never know because they're not going to tell you that. They're not going to say I've lost interest after googling. They just fade away. But they'll be, they'll ghost you. So I've had so many times. Oh yeah, I've had a bunch of women do that. I had one woman ghost me so bad. Uh, it was so bad. I was hoping she was dead. I'm like, that would have been easier to take. I'm like, I hope she got killed. Uh, she was. She came to this premiere with me, and she was really cute. We kissed a little bit. Maybe I was too dirty or too sexually aggressive, talking dirty. I, I, I just do that sometimes, and you know, I, I thought she was into it, and maybe it turned her off, and she just ghosted me. But mm-hmm. she could have told me. Like, I wouldn't have been. I would have apologized. Girls said, need oh, to be sorry. straight up because that happens a do, lot. Yeah. It's just like, well, just say, hey, I'm not should boom. It's like we're all grown up. Or just like, say, hey, this is a little too sexual, too fast. Give me a chance to apologize or be a jerk, and I yeah. would have apologized. Yeah, and a lot of girls don't understand that because they think everyone's every guy's the same because of these apps, and they think everyone's yeah. all the same. And you just you just got to be real. I yeah. think and more people need to be real. If you don't like me, if you don't like how you're coming on, just tell me. She goes to me badly. Oh, yeah. she was supposed to come see me on a Friday night, and then three o'clock in the afternoon we were talking, and I just never heard from her again. Never to this day have I heard from her. Really, it was really pretty putrid. Uh, the way she did it. She's really a shitty person. Not for not wanting to see me, but for literally saying, yeah, I'll be there, and then just never showing up. I've had that happen probably once every 10 years that happens to me. Oh, that's not a terrible ratio, once no, every 10 no, years. No. You could do worse. Yeah. I had a time a girl didn't show up, and it was outside a Mets game. And luckily, Mets tickets were pretty cheap, but wow. I was outside the game, and she she said she was there and like said what she was wearing and clearly wasn't. Didn't pick up her phone. Again. Oh, I, like, I had that out. once too, but it was a catfish. Yes, I did. I have think that, it was a catfish essentially because she was not there and she was obviously lying and then never answered again. Uh, luckily, I had friends at the game, so I sat with some friends. But still, yeah. that was that was a weird moment. People are so crazy. What's the worst, weirdest, worst date? First date you've been on? I haven't had that many bad ones, honestly. I'm a pretty good date. I'm a pretty adaptable date. Like I'm I'm a good conversationalist at dinner. I ask about you, like I want to know about you, and I can mm-hmm. talk about my my job. Being a comic is interesting enough to hold most people's interest for one day. Like you know what I mean? Like for a one dinner conversation, doing radio and stand up, and oh, you worked with Louie and Amy Schumer. Like there's enough things there where they can at least have a conversation carry mm-hmm. through the dinner. Like you know what I mean? So most of them have not been bad experiences, and I'm always interested in hearing about them anyway, so I'm always like, what do you think? Like, I almost will interview a girl because I'm, I'm so bored with talking about my own shitty life. Like, I honestly would much rather hear about what she took in school, or why'd you want to be a lawyer? I wanted to be a lawyer. What kind of law? Like, whatever. Like, I would rather hear that stuff than yap myself. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm a fairly good dinner date, and I haven't had that many disastrous stories, to be honest. I really just don't, because if I sense it's about to go south or weird, I just back off and don't see him again. Yeah, I mean, I'm similar. You, I mean, you've, it's easy to carry a conversation, doing shows and uh, everything we do. That uh, it's not too difficult. Um, Jim Norton is in the building. Go catch him Saturday at Town Hall. Uh, go watch his Netflix special. Go see him if you're in Jersey at December second at the Wellmont. 
Kneeling Room Only, Chip Chipperson Podcast. Podcast You're all over yeah. the place, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UFC Unfiltered, Jim and Sam Show. I'm juggling a bunch of things because I'm terrified of the impending irrelevance. Yeah, well, they're, <laughs> they're all checks, though. That's it. They're yeah. all checks. That's what matters. Appreciate you coming in, man. Thanks for having me. This was fun, man. Yep. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.